Welcome to the Academy of General Dentistry podcast series featuring Dr. George Schmidt. Each episode features experts in the field of dentistry who share insights and inspiration to help you succeed. Let's get started. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We've got a fantastic show for you today as the one and only Fred Joyle comes on the program with us. Hey, Fred, how are you? Oh, fantastic. Really uh, looking forward to the conversation, George. Yeah, great to have you on. So for those that don't know Fred uh, or um, have been living under a rock for the last uh, 30 or 40 years, uh, Fred Joyle co-founded 1-800-DENTIST in 1996 after a successful career at one of the top advertising firms in Los Angeles. And by the way, 1-800-DENTIST generated more than a billion that's billion with a B dollars for the dental industry. So that's just amazing. Fred has written over 200 television and radio commercials and interacted with thousands of the most successful dentists across the country. Fred lectures nationally and around the globe. He's written several bestsellers, including Everything is Marketing, Becoming Remarkable, and his latest, Super Bold, From Underachieving to Charismatic in 90 Days. And we'll talk a little bit about that in a few minutes. But for anybody out there in the audience that doesn't have these books in your library, you really need to go out and get these. These are fantastic books, a lot of great information there. Fred has such great experience over the uh, marketing and advertising space over the last number of years and some really, really good stuff in there. Fred's also a wildly successful podcaster and blogger. And if that's not enough, he has also been awarded the Conrad Hilton Distinguished Entrepreneur Award by Loyola Marymount University as well as an honorary doctorate of arts from the University of Rhode Island. And again, Fred, really, uh, really appreciate you coming on. As, and as I said, I want to talk a little bit about Super Bold. And I'm just going to read a little bit of a sort of an intro and a segue to that before we get started. So folks know a little bit about that. So bold individuals see sees life in a remarkable, almost unbelievable ways. They succeed in business, in careers, and in love. And they have a great time doing it. Bold people walk up to supermodels and ask them to dance. They stand in front of audience and tell jokes. They start companies. They run for president. But what surprises a lot of people is that boldness can be taught. And Fred, I think that's a really good starting point because a lot of folks uh, you know, that are listening right now kind of think you're born with charisma, but, but that's not what you're saying here. No, that's that's really the point of the book, George, and the point of and of my experience, what I learned, because I grew up as a very shy, introverted person. And uh, what I, and I thought bold people were just naturally that way. And what I've learned is that it's not a personality trait, it's a life skill. And you either didn't learn it, you didn't get that positive feedback from being boldness, or you had it programmed out of you or suppressed out of you, uh, or you didn't lean that way. So you didn't test it. But I went from somebody who couldn't dial the phone uh, to make a cold call to basically somebody who had business based on a phone number. Uh, and I can comfortably get on stage in front of 5,000 people. Um, I have met, you know, the people in my life that I wanted to meet and admire the most in the world. For example, uh, Sir Richard Branson uh, is, you know, he's the business person I, I admire most in the world. And I had a chance to not just meet him, but play chess with him. 
Uh, and it started a, a great conversation that we had. We found that we talked politics, we talked all sorts of stuff. And it, it was only because I was bold enough when he said, do you play chess? I was bold enough to say yes, even though I hadn't played in 40 years. Uh, because that's what we do. We miss opportunities because we, we hesitate. And we stack the regrets. And that's that's my mission is to help people to chase their dreams boldly and know that they can learn to be bold. It's it's a muscle that you build just like anything else. Yeah, that's really good stuff. And um, so I mean you you kind of you kind of talked a little bit about it and 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 uh just tell us a little bit about your journey. I mean, how did you sort of how did you break out of that sort of mindset and, and get where you are today? I, I would see bold people do things and I would, I would wonder why are they not processing rejection like I am? And I realized I worried way too much about what strangers were thinking about me. And I had to let that go and I had to be uncomfortable. And so uh, that was the thing is realizing that the only way that I was going to become bolder was by failing a little bit, like walking up to people and talking to them and, and bumbling the conversation uh, or getting on stage and not being that good. Uh, I, you know, I, I did stand-up comedy for a while. I did improv comedy for several years. And actually the, the principles in the book all came from how improv comedy is taught because that taught me to just trust my, myself that something will come to me and trust my creativity if I could just stay relaxed as I was energized. And that, that was transformational for me, but it took me way too many years to do that. And I thought, I, I have to help people to do this because it, it transformed my life. And actually I was speaking to a group of high school students and I had said to them, boldness is a superpower. And the sooner you learn it, the, the better your life will be, the more satisfying, the, the more you will realize your dreams and discover new ones and just have a fulfilling life. And they said, yeah, that's great. How? <laughs> so I had to figure out how I did it and how I could teach it faster, much faster than I did it. You know, that's really great advice. And and the book is such a good read. I mean, I couldn't put it down when I was, I was picked it up and started reading it last week. But, you know, that translates on so many different levels also, Fred, you know, not only just as you described public speaking and, and, and comedy and things like that, but we can take that right back to the operatory because a lot of people have problems presenting treatment plans and, and various things like that. And the ability to have that confidence, that boldness, if you would, um, I think, I think it goes a long way. Yeah, uh, certainly in a dental practice, it takes boldness to present bigger cases. I think many dentists have that that ceiling and the, that dollar amount above which they're uncomfortable presenting. And it's a to total fictitious number um, because there are dentists who can present a $100,000 case without batting an eye and they'll sit there quietly and wait to see what the patient says. That takes bold, it takes boldness to shut up in that situation. Um, it, it takes boldness to give your team feedback. It takes boldness to to accept feedback, to to try new technologies, knowing that it's not always going to go right. All of these things 
require moving into your discomfort zone, knowing that you will get better, that this is how we learn to walk and talk and do everything was by bumbling until the brain said, all right, I think I got it. Um, but there's a tremendous feedback loop that happens when you act boldly. And it, it because it's reinforced because you realize, wow, I was the one stopping me. Nobody else was going to stop me. And I actually built a bunch of exercises in the book that people can do to build their boldness muscle when it doesn't matter. So that you are bold and bold is your default mode when it matters, when it matters most, whether it's when you're working with a patient or trying new technology or, or coaching your team, or you've got to give a eulogy for a parent. Yeah, I see so many people that I use this as a powerful example because so many people I see at funerals and they say, would anybody like to say anything? And nobody says anything. And, and, and I just, I want to grab them and say, this is your last chance. This is not a performance. This is a chance to get up and say how you feel about this person and the difference they made in your life. And so there will be times, and it may be two, three, four times in your life where you will need to step up or speak up or take action and it will make all the difference in your life or it will be a regret that you carry for the rest of your life. I obviously I'm very passionate about this, but I, I see the difference it's made in my life. And I, I want people to not reach their deathbed and go, uh, I wish I had, you know, just been the person I wanted to be rather than the person people expected of me, which by the way, is the number one thing people say on their deathbed is I wished I had lived my own life instead of the one other people expected me to live. That's so true, Fred. And, and I've seen that myself time and time again, you know, as you mentioned, you know, you, you go to a, a memorial service or a funeral and people are just paralyzed with, with fear about getting up and they don't have the ability to do that. Um, and, and you also mentioned, um, you know, in the book, you've got a lot of exercises and I thought that was fantastic. I mean, you've got some really great actionable advice with some, uh, some, you know, exercises, if you would, where folks can, can focus in and learn these skills. And the other thing you mentioned, Fred, was that, uh, you know, listening, I think listening is so important and, and it's a skill that a lot of people don't have. And I'm not sure if it, I can't recall if it was in super bold or if it was in uh, one of the other books you read, uh, they're all great favorites of mine, but I can't remember that, but you did mention that about how, how people are in an operatory and they'll present a treatment plan and they'll, they'll wait a, a couple of minutes and the silent, the silence, so they can't take it and they start talking and that's not what you should do. Yeah, I call it the the subtle art of shutting up, um, and it's and it's hard. It's it, because, but like I said, I, there are there are when you present a big case, you wait and see what the person says because they could say, "When do we start?" But whatever they say is going to tell you how you need to respond. Don't many dentists they can't take the silence and the pause, so they start to say, "But we don't have to do that right now." Or if that's too much for you, uh, we could just maintain it or we can wait or we could, you know, whatever. And they don't know if the patient's ready or not until they find out. And it's, you know, so it's, it's another life skill all wraps into your confidence. And this is the, this is the thing that I learned. If, 
is I thought in order to act boldly, I needed to be confident. And that's a fallacy. The reality is bold action is what builds your confidence. You can, people who are bold do things that they're uncomfortable at all the time because they trust that something is going to come from it. They're going to move a step up. They're not expecting to win all the time. They're expecting actually to lose and to fail and get rejected, but it's all information to them. To us, it's reason to retreat, <laughs> you know, to the shy people and the, the average underconfident person, time to hide, get back in the shell. That hurt. I don't want that to happen ever again. And bold people just say, wow, I, I stumbled and uh, now I got to watch my step. So what's the number one piece of advice you could give somebody to, to sort of take bold action? In other words, you know, folks that have already be, always been in the mindset, like you just described, I mean, what's the one nugget, if you could boil it down, uh, to, 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 to give to someone to say, this is what you need to do to get out of that mindset? The, the greatest transition you can make is to realize that people are not thinking about you anywhere near as much as you think they are. They're thinking about themselves. And they're, they're, and they're judging you with no information. And you're doing the same thing with no information. And I'm, I do that with people all the time. Then I get to know them. I'm, I'm wrong about 92% of the time. Um, so when you realize that's what's happening, you just let it go. Bold people have between five and 10 people whose opinions matter to them. And the rest, they don't worry about. And that's huge. But then what you have to do is realize boldness is a muscle that you build gradually. And you control the intensity of it. So I tell people, look, if you're if you want to start being bold, obviously I recommend reading the book and doing the exercise. But just talk to a stranger every day. Do a drive-by compliment. Just a complete stranger. And a drive-by compliment is you see somebody, you pick out something interesting that to compliment them on, and you expect nothing in return. You just walk away. You're not trying to start a conversation. You're not trying to find a client. You're not trying to do any of that stuff. You're not trying to fall in love. You're just, it's an act of generosity. You know, and Fred. You know what? You feel great and they feel great and you'll become addicted to it. Absolutely. You know, and 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 I'm glad you said that because I, I wanted to ask you about what you talked about in the book, The Wallflower. And sort of that's what you're talking about now. When you go to a party, you always see somebody that's kind of off by themselves, whatever the case may be. And your suggestion, you know, just go up and, and speak to them. And, and I guess that checks a lot of the boxes you were just talking about. Yeah, I mean, I, I do that now because I was that person. I was the person looking at the bookshelf or the record collection while everybody else was interacting. And I now I just, I go up to them and start introducing them to people uh, because they're, everybody's interesting that's that's what i found and that's you have to stop dismissing people if you kill the critic in yourself your your life just becomes better <laughs> i think uh and and the, the critic is, is just somebody who is afraid to enter the arena in my mind you, you know they're they're just avoiding um chasing their dreams so they want to knock you off of yours Really great advice, Fred. You know, you mentioned that you had some exercises and whatnot in the book, but you also described some great methods and 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 one technique I want to talk about, but you described the pride, pride method. Can you just talk a little bit about that for us? Yeah, so uh, very simply, PRIDE is an acronym for preparation, 
relaxing, insights, dosage, and everyday action. And so uh, as an example, uh, if, if, you're, if you want to start asking your patients to do a video testimonial for you, which is, which is a great marketing tool, and we'll actually talk a little bit about that too, uh, prepare, Get, rehearse the words you're going to say. You can't just say, oh, I'm in the moment, I'm going to see if I say the right thing. Find the, the verbiage that you're comfortable saying, which I, for example, I would say, uh, how was your visit today? Oh, it was so great. You know, you got, I, I'm always so comfortable going here. You know, I, I love hearing that. Would you be open to doing a video uh, message saying that for me? It would, it would help me attract people like you. And I love treating people like you. Now, that's a magical sentence right there, magical request, because you're asking if they're open to doing it. You're not asking them to do it. You're just asking if they're open. So prepare yourself and, and in any situation. And what that does is it starts to relax you and then realize there are ways to relax yourself, control your breathing, shake out your body. These little things that we think we can't relax, notice your physiology. Notice your breathing. Before I go on stage, on a big audience, 5,000 people, I'm backstage, I'm taking three really deep breaths because I want to be, I don't want to be nervous. I want to be energized. I want to take all of that potential nervousness and anxiety and turn it into energy and bring my full self to that stage. So that's preparation, relaxing, insights we already talked about. Never be the one stopping you and people aren't thinking about you anywhere near as much as they as you think they are dosage control the intensity of the experience you're moving into your discomfort zone but you don't want it to be so traumatic you never try again but you're building your muscle so that when it matters most you can be uncomfortable and still take action and then everyday action is that's really a life skill in and of itself if you want to develop something do some part of it every day. Spend some time every day, whether it's exercise or learning an instrument or learning a language or making your partner feel good about themselves. Do something every day. You want to write a book. I've, I've written books that I wrote five minutes a day on most of the time, but I wrote every day. And all of a sudden, I get 300 pages because the brain is working on it in the background. When you, when you do something every day, your brain says, oh, I guess this is who we are. When you do it, when you feel like it, you're a dabbler and your brain knows it. It's like, imagine if you only exercised when you felt like it. What would that be? Twice a year? <laughs> so it's the same thing with, with building your boldness muscle. So this pride method is, you know, the acronym it means something else to me. It's like, why wouldn't you want to live a life that you're proud of? That's so There's nothing true. prideful about that. It's like I, 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 on my tombstone, I want to, I want it to say stuff like he was the best friend anybody ever had. So true, Fred. So true. And uh, you know, speaking of true, and speaking of videos, uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about your your latest project, your latest endeavor, if you would, and that's True Blue Social Smiles. Tell me a little bit about this. So this is a. a software platform that streamlines 
the process of requesting and then managing and maximizing patient video testimonials. And, you know, I've been in dental marketing for 30 years. And uh, to me, this is the breakthrough in marketing that we've been waiting for. Uh, and it's that simple video where a patient talks about their experience in the practice in 30 seconds, unedited, unpolished, not set up in some studio or with a videographer and a makeup artist and edited to, you know, with multiple angles, that genuine, believable thing that somebody just says about why they chose you. And I have been waiting for something like this because I've never had anything this powerful in all of my marketing years. This is, it's, the most believable thing because it's what we're looking for it's word of mouth that suddenly become digital so that you can share it and use it everywhere it is the most versatile marketing tool there is you can use it on your website incredibly powerful gets you more seo and and people gravitate towards videos they, they they'll stop reading text as soon as they see a video and they want to hear what somebody says about you this is bringing a Google review or a Yelp review to life and its credibility explodes at that point. Then you can still, you put it on a YouTube channel, you put it in your social media. I have, I have clients who they get a great video or patient raves about uh, getting implants done and wish they had done it 10 years earlier. They email that video to their entire patient base and say, is this something you're thinking about? or you, you know somebody is thinking about, that's all I have to say. And, and all of a sudden their patient base says, well, I didn't know they did that. You know, I'm, I'm missing tooth. That's not a good idea. Missing, I'm missing half my teeth. I'm missing all my, my lower teeth. Um, and it, it becomes an incredibly persuasive tool. It is so versatile. So, but it's always been a problem. How do you get them? How do you store them? Where are they? Whose phone are they on? Whose hard drive are these things on? Um, you know, what format is it supposed to be in? How do I get them on my website? The webmaster is like, I, you know, I got to pay him a hundred bucks every time I want a video up and he doesn't know where to put it. We fixed all that. Uh, that's what, because I said, this, this has to be as frictionless as possible and as easy to use as possible. You got to know where the videos are. You got to have a transcript of the video. You got to be able to instantly put them on your website without calling your webmaster. So we did all of this stuff so that a practice, all they have to do is ask. And you can ask a patient, you can send them a text if you want. I'm, I'm a strong believer in you ask, that's, that's going to get your best result. Um, but it takes a little baldness <laughs> to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And that ties really well into, into the book there. But, you know, in this day and age, Fred, with social media and Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all these kind of things, you absolutely have to have, you know, these short bursts of video that you can post, that you can put out there, that you can sort of use. I mean, we all know these videos and some of them just go viral. And I think that's brilliant where you've sort of created this platform, if you would, where folks can come on and you're going to manage that for them. Is that that's correct? Yeah, and that's the here's the other thing is it's become so hard to market your practice because everybody's doing the same thing. $1,000 off Invisalign, free exam and cleaning, uh, you know, free implant. 
plant evaluation, 50% off whitening. Those four things, I could give you 40,000 practices that are doing those ads. How do you make yourself unique by what your patients say about you? Your greatest marketing tool is your patients, the patients who appreciate you and would never go to anybody else. And it's, and, and that's all you're doing is when you're asking them to do a video is giving them a chance to express that appreciation. And you don't need a thousand of these, like you need so many Google reviews, but people aren't reading Google reviews. They're looking at the star rating and how many there are, and they may read one or two, but if they see five patient testimonials on your website, they're gonna go to the one, the person that looks like them and hear what that person has to say, and then be, go to another one. With that, this, this is making you unique. This is how you broadcast why you, and you get to do it on social media, on YouTube. You get to do it in email to your patients. You get to do it on your website, on your Google business page. People don't realize you can put video on your Google business page and they're incredibly impactful. So this, this tool is a breakthrough tool and it's worth the, the, the time to develop that ability to ask your patients. There will be times when the patients just say, you know, like, you know, they're crying because they just had their veneers installed and it's changed their life. That's when you say, would you be open to doing a quick video? Don't even say testimonial, quick video. Again, verbiage matters. Quick video uh, about the difference this has made in your life. Oh, you know, I would. Let me dry my eyes. And when you have, when there's emotion in a video, it's incredibly persuasive to people. That's, you know, we make decisions emotionally. And when that emotion is conveyed, you can never convey the emotion in a Google review. It's not going to happen. You know, Fred, I've always said that emotion is that magical force in the universe that makes smart people do dumb things and, uh, you know, and, and on and on and on. You can just carry that as long as you want. But uh, and you know what? The other thing, too, I've always found because we've done a couple of these videos is that, you know, it it attracts the same kind of person. So the people that gravitate towards those videos, you know, those are the patients that we want, the happy patients, the pleasant, the people that really appreciate what we do. And when you start putting that stuff out there, I really think that it's going to come back. And uh, and, th and that's what, you know, you reap what you sow, if you would. Um, so really good stuff. So Fred, I want to ask you how this works, but I want to, if you could just clarify one thing for me, uh, and you're the guy to ask, can you just tell us briefly the difference between marketing and advertising? Because a lot of people don't understand that difference. Could you just go over that? Yes. Yeah, so, and I clarified this in my, my first book, uh, but advertising is using a specific medium to tell people who you are, what you do, and why they should want it from you. Marketing is everything that you do that tells them who you are, what you do, and why they should want it from you. It's much broader, and it includes all sorts of free media, and it includes everything that the patient experiences. My, my the title of my first book is Everything is Marketing because nothing is neutral. Everything you do increases or decreases case acceptance. Advertising gets them to the phone. 
maybe. Maybe it gets them all the way in the door. But they're not a patient just because they showed up at a practice. They're a patient when they accept treatment from you. And that's everything they see, touch, taste, hear, and smell will impact their decision to trust you and to value the dentistry that you offer. No doubt about that. I've always said selling isn't telling, right? It's it's basically an entire experience that you have to create. And the better that you could become at that, the more successful you're going to be. So Fred, how talk to me then. So True Blue Social Smiles, how does it work? Do folks sign up for that? They, is there a website? Is yeah, it's a, it's a monthly subscription uh, to use the software. And then and then we set it up and we we give you the, the tools to use, uh, to, to have the web app that appears on the patient's phone. They scan the QR code in the office and, and it opens the web app and they record the video and we get their name and phone number. Then it goes into your dashboard where you control it. So, so now you have this you know, master deck where you can see the videos, see the transcript of the videos, see any keywords that were mentioned in the videos and then move them up to your website through a widget that's set up on your website and they instantly change on your website. So you can add and delete videos instantly from your website, shuffle the order that people see them. And then you have the videos to download that now you can use them on Facebook and Instagram and, and TikTok even, and, and put them on a YouTube channel, put them in your Google business profile. You can you have you know them where they are you know you can see what's what's said in them and decide how they're going to be used and there's there's other ways to use them as well but those are the key ways to to really capitalize on them because it's getting you patients as you said patients like your patients this is really what's important is there's never been a way except word of mouth to attract people like your people. If you know everything else is you're getting an unfiltered patient to the door or you're offering them a discount, which is not the great way to start a relationship uh, is that we're coming. If they come to you for a discount, they'll leave you for a discount. Um, it's it's not ideal. If you're trying to drop your insurance plans, you want to attract people who are willing to pay fee for service. That means you got to show them the patients who are willing to pay no matter what they're going to you no matter whether they got coverage or to cover two or three thousand dollars of work maybe or not they're coming to you they're not going to anybody else that you want them to persuade those people you don't have to so you don't need any there's no special equipment you don't need any cameras or anything like that it's basically all downloadable and you can use your phone or the patient's phone correct yeah you just need a little chutzpah to ask patients to do it that's all or and and it doesn't have, you, you know you use the team too there's people in the office who are great at it who are that bubbly social personality not every team member has to participate in it, but once they start to see these videos showing up on the website, they'll say, oh, I, I asked her to do that. Uh, you know, that's that's my video. They take a little ownership of it. And uh, and, and it, it becomes something that snowballs. Uh, and it's, you know, and it takes a little adaptation, but this is, you know, is it worth it uh, to have the greatest marketing tool ever created? Or would you rather just pay somebody to manage your Facebook ads in hopes that they attract a bunch of unfiltered people for you to sort out? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So Fred, tell us then, uh, tell the audience, tell how we can uh, get more information about this or how you could sign up for it. So uh, the website is truebluesocialsmiles.com. That's T-R-U-B-L-U. There's no E's in there. Um, and if you did if you did it with ease, it still goes to the right website. I, I've been around marketing enough to know to get all the varieties of domain names. But it's truebluesocialsmiles.com. And if you want to know more about me and, and my speaking and about Super Bowl and about True Blue, you can go to fredjoyal.com. J-O-Y-A-L, and uh, everything's there in living color. That's perfect. Thanks. Thank you, Fred. And again, just a reminder, again, Fred's books, fantastic reads. If you don't have them in your library, you really do need to get them. And I, and I honestly mean that becoming remarkable, creating a dental practice everyone talks about. Everything is marketing, the ultimate strategy for dental practice growth. And of course, his latest, Super Bold, from uh, underachieving to charismatic in 90 days. That's a tongue twister for me, Fred. Sorry.